Howdy, everybody, and a happy SKUs day. Today is June 8th, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Ag. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Just uh, you know, reco- uh, recovering from a brutal sports loss, which uh, I know is uh, especially of yours as well. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the Mavs, my, your Mavs lost in seven to the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm sorry. How are yeah. you holding up? Yeah, we're up 2-0, and we lost four out of five, so that feels good. Uh, the, are you uh, still, I, how affected are you still at this point in your life by by sports losses like that? Because I've been ashamed <laughs> so many times as an adult man by how much I let that stuff affect me still. Like, you know, like college football especially, which I've kind of given up on at this point because I have nothing left to kill inside of me when it comes to college football as a Tennessee fan. But, yeah, I get mad at myself for how much I care sometimes. It's stupid. Like, it's like I I, I I made this joke the other day about how, like, sports and dogs having eight-year lifespans are, like, God's way of teaching us nihilism. But the (laughs) – but, like – even the, I learned about death from having pets, right? But even though I know, I know that only one team can win a title every year, and it's definitely right. not going to be mine. And I still right. get so upset when they lose. I never fight. It's a Lucy in the football, except it's like way sadder than that. It's like Lucy in a hand grenade or some shit. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just it is it is sad and it is stupid. But hey, what are you going to do? It's just how I, part of our caveman brain, I guess. It's just like yeah. it's my thing to do good. I want it. Don't make make sad. Yeah, and it, I was reading this thing about about psychology of sports fan. It's like like you you your self esteem becomes entwined with the teams, and you feel like their accomplishments are there are you are yours, and right. their failures are yours, well, you which is it. not they don't even know I exist. Nobody in the no, team knows I, I exist. No idea. Yeah, and there's a lot of them as professionals. It's like I mean I'm sure I, I, the. So a lot of them get very torn up about it too, but I think that there are like plenty of professional athletes who don't get as upset as no. some sports fans get yeah. when they lose and whatnot, you know? Because they made Insane. money during the game and I lost right. money during <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we are thrilled to welcome back producer Matt to the show. He's back, everybody, and we're so glad he's here. This is Weekly Skews. Tonight, we talk about everybody's favorite feudal overlord, Jeff Bezos, and his latest dalliance with space travel. Will he stay there? Will he die there? Probably not, but we'll see what happens. That will lead us into a larger conversation uh, about... The uber-wealthy in this country when it comes to paying taxes, spoiler alert, they kind of just don't. Uh, Mm. So that's going to be a fun conversation. We're looking forward to it. We hope you are too. But first, as always, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's Dumbass, French President Emmanuel Macron for believing that he could not be challenged to a medieval duel in 2021. <laughs> Matt, play the, play the clip, please. All right. Well, uh, okay. It'll be one so, of them. <laughs> yes, it looks like it might be. We'll see what happens with the rest of the clips. We'll uh, we'll see how they go as we're playing them. But uh, that one in slow motion kind of works a little bit. I love Sacre Blue, Mark. You love like I, I just the only thing that would make that better for me if that dude was dressed as a mime when he did it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but for- then we'd lose the great. Like you couldn't really hear it on that clip, but he's like, I don't know. He just yells some French shit before he does a bas la macaroni and slaps him in the yeah. face, and it's just uh, it's so theatrical and wonderful <laughs> man we got to get a, one of them parliamentary or mixed systems or whatever it is french has where we get to punch the president because that's fucking right that's rad who among us hasn't wanted to <laughs> bitch slap the president you know what i mean they're making dreams a reality over there in france man <laughs> yeah it's like like in england like people walk up and literally just tell Boris johnson to go fuck himself well you can't get within a mile of the american president without like, being searched 43 times <laughs> dude i saw this literally just popped into my head so we don't have a clip for this or, or anything but uh the Australian president or prime minister or whatever they got down there. I'm American. Yeah. I don't know, but he was, uh, he was given like some press conference out outdoors and during the wildfires, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> During the wildfires last year, right? I think so. But yeah. in the middle of it, this dude, apparently he was like standing kind of on the lawn of some guy in the local community. He's just in a local community doing a thing. The Australian president. And in the middle of it, the dude that owns the property steps out and he's like, oh, mate, you want to get off the grass? I've only just reseeded it. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> steps off his there is a, they have they have a very different relationship with their leaders, it seems like, in a lot of other Western countries. Because, dude, I, if you, I think if you bit, you think you get shot for that, like by the Secret Service. I mean, if you attempted to bitch slap our you president, not, you would not be able. To, you, you can't get near it. It wouldn't be. You, it, even, but like, you would never have the opportunity to do that, right? But the uh, there, I thought you were talking about there's another video clip from Australia a couple of years ago when they have they were being ravaged by real, real bad wildfires and they have like a pretty right wing dumbass president too, uh, like we did at the time, who um, uh, had cut firefighting budgets and doesn't believe in global warming. And this guy, this guy who was a firefighter, he's a firefighter fighting the fires. The president's giving a speech down the street from one drives by and goes, "Hey, fuck off, mate!" This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dude works for the government and he's, he's not worried about getting fired by the president. It's great. But uh, I was trying to figure out why the French dude hit hit Macron, and like, and there's no real reason to get because French, French politics is nuts, right? He could be a yellow jack protester, he could be anti lockdown guy, he could be a, he could be a Q guy, or he could be mad about cutbacks and government benefits. I have no idea why he hit him. But the funny part to me, well, the thing he yelled when he hit him was down with Macron, so it's pretty pretty vague. Um, but uh, <laughs> the the Ma- two separate Macron spokesmen refer to that as the attempted slap. They're already pretending like he didn't actually get hit when you can hear the slap. <laughs> yeah, you could see the slap too. That was clearly yeah. a slap. We could replay yeah. it and, and circle it on the uh, on the video there, Madden style. You can see right here where the five yeah. fingers meet the face. Uh, but yes, no, I just thought that was, uh, you know, yeah. there should be more of that. There should be more presidents getting slapped <laughs> as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Not, um, not actual assaults, just a slap. Does that, just that a hurt? slap. A yeah, slap is fine. Yeah. Presidents, they got to come, you know, you people want to slap them. They should be able to slap them as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Uh, all right. Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass tonight is whatever poor person, um, gets tricked into accepting an invitation to Mark Zuckerberg's island. Why would that be a mistake? Because you will definitely be hunted for sport. Uh, how do I know that? Because Zuck has been practicing. Matt, throw up whatever you got there. Show the show the good. It's a bullseye. It's a bullseye. He hits so, the rest of them, but hang on, just show you, it's not, he's diversifying his uh, huntsmanship, just so y'all know, it's not just archery. Uh, so uh, before, you, before you show it, uh, okay. like we, we need to be clear on two, two things. One, we did not put that music track in, that's Zuckerberg's music. That that, yeah. that that uh SoundCloud trappy. We're talking about how fucking awesome he is while he's shooting archery. By the way, that's really good. But I used to be into bow shooting. That's like he hits like it takes him like eight shots to all six bowling pins, whatever he's shooting at. So like I'm not I'm not fucking with him in archery contest, right? Which that it's legit, right? Well, I mean, you but, know, that's what. What else is he doing? <laughs> the the song over top of the second video, which we can't, we have to play it sound down because we'll get dinged by YouTube's automatic algorithm like for copyright infringement. It's uh. uh Audio slaves, um, uh, the one singing about how uh, 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 God made us, didn't teach us how to live or whatever. So he's just like, like <laughs> new metal tracks from 2002, Mark Zuckerberg is throwing spears to. So just, he did that. We did, and we just can't show it to you, but let's watch the spear throw. <laughs> yeah, watch this. Yeah. So now look, I don't know enough about spear chucking to really comment on it, but that looked like a good spear chuck to me. I mean, he hit the bullseye. I don't know the distance. How impressive is it? I don't know. I also don't know about spear chucking form. It looked comical to me, mm-hmm. but hell, maybe that's uh, just, you know, by the letter, perfect spear chucking form yeah. from Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know. I don't want to be hunted by him. 
No, but also uh, here's a, the the fun part. We that we didn't we had no technical technical difficulties during that clip. Zuckerberg also put that in slow motion. So Zuckerberg yes, slow right. motion. Yes. Dale in my hand from my creator gave me life, but show me how to live. There you go. Yeah. We did have a whole segment of you doing new metal tracks. I think it would help oh. people. Uh, Dude, I had that, I had that album. I'm glad you clarified yeah. that because yes, the first the the uh, the Macron slap clip was not supposed to be in slow motion. It just turned out that way. But yes, just so y'all know, Zuck put that one into slow motion for the benefit mm-hmm. of the people. Uh, I mean, is this ju- this is just like you know, this is what when you're a tycoon. That's just what you do. You just learn to, you know, hunt you, you know, style or whatever. Like, I mean, what else is he going to do? He's probably got a bunch of hobbies like this, you know, but is so, it also like him just, you know, a, the nerd, the nerd wanting to be badass, you know, yeah. like throwing the new metal tracks over the archer things. Like, just so y'all know, I can fuck you up with these, uh, primitive murder techniques that i've been working on <laughs> yeah he's a he's the he's a he's the kid in the class with uh throwing stars except he can afford full yeah, spears now. yeah uh so so <laughs> <laughs> something gizmodo said is the reason zuckerberg has been doing this stuff uh, and posting videos about it is he's mad because uh, that's he's in hawaii that he has like a big huge estate in hawaii that's where that is i'm not sure if it's his own island or just a half of an island but he owns a big chunk of the, some some island in hawaii um, so Hawaii has really stringent COVID protocols. Uh, so they give permits for hiking. So only so many people can be on the trail. They've limited, they, there were too many hiking permits handed out for him to get a hiking permit, his favorite trail, but they still have hunting permits. So he's trying to get it. He's showing how he's training to get his hunting permit. So he's, he learned archery to own the Hawaiian state government. Basically is what he did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or I can actually support just, that kind know, of petty activity. Yeah, right. Yeah, or, or did he just, you know, sort of download archery protocol version two point four? <laughs> you know what I mean? Into the the uh, the port into the back of his skull that he definitely has since he's a robot. Um, yeah, the world may never know. Um, all right, our next honorable mention: all of us, all of us lefties, for not understanding the nuances of satire. Mark, what, what am I talking about? It's our favorite subject: the January six people. So, uh, one of the ringleaders of, from January six, this dude from Texas, who's a three percenter, uh, wrote an anonymous letter. We know he wrote it for reasons we'll get to in a second, but he circulated an anonymous letter that was group signed by basically everyone in the cell block. They were all they were all rioters in January six, and it basically says that this was an ironic coup attempt, but they were just <laughs> kidding. And you know they were just joking around after doing and going through the motions of an ironic coup attempt because if they wanted over the government, they would have just done it because exactly. they're that uh, dude. Yeah. These guys having that like we totally could have won state if coach would have just put me in the game. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like we totally could have won state if I hadn't had my knee fucked up. Like these guys having that energy is so perfect. You know, yeah. being like just so y'all know, if we really wanted to. We could have overthrown the government. We only yeah. didn't because it was a goof, and you guys don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> good thing this we guy, weren't trying. <laughs> this guy, uh, whose name is uh, Garrett something, starts. With, it's called. It's called Garrett. So he. Uh, uh, there are a couple of funny things in this piece. One, uh, he they wanted to have because they're all in the same cell block. They wanted to theme everything, so they wanted to name every. Cell uh, in the block after a different U.S. president. There are twenty cells. The thing yeah. is, this group of patriots couldn't name yes. twenty presidents. So he had they his didn't wife. Know. They didn't yeah. know twenty presidents. <laughs> so he had his wife like print off the Wikipedia page list of U.S. presidents and mail him the list. <laughs> so he currently lives in the Garfield suite. Uh, that, so did he give himself the Garfield suite? Because first of all, on the list of presidents that I would imagine hit for them, Garfield don't you know. He's pretty obscure, I feel like. Also, he's a fat orange cat who hates Mondays and loves lasagna on top yeah. of that. Again, every time we ever talk about these people in any capacity, mm-hmm. it is so over-the-top, comically ridiculous with the level of stupidity that it just almost defies reason <laughs> or yeah. believability. But here we are. 
every week. Uh, so th- the way we notice, the way we know that he, the letter was written by him is because his wife helped him write it because apparently he can't write that good. And uh, uh, she immediately snitched on him when someone asked if, if he wrote it. So she said, yeah, it's like, and what's funny about this is at least the third time his family had snitched on him. This letter is going to keep him in jail without bail, right, by the way, because he fucking bragged about how cool the coup was. Um, but, so two other two other times his family snitched on him. One, his his college age son called the FBI about him two weeks before January 6th to tell them this was going to happen. Another reason the FBI was in it was out of his ass, not, not being able to fucking defend against this. The third time was after he stormed the Capitol, they called and turned him in when they saw him on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and we've actually reported to him before. Well, we talked about him right after the coup attempt. He was one of, he, he's a, he's the first two time returning dumbass who's not a public figure because what he did was when his kids turned him in, he threatened to execute them as traitors if as they traitors. had done. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what happens to traitors. They get shot. He said that to his children. He was going to execute yeah. his children. And they turned him in anyway. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, real talk, his kids are, uh, you know, genuinely pretty awesome. It seems like they're just his son, not, not taking their dad's shit, being like, no, fuck that. <laughs> You Apparently, don't <laughs> at some point last year, his son went to a BLM. His son is a, a, a like a, he got went off to college and became left wing, I guess, which happens to a lot a lot of us, you know. Yeah, you go and there, so, you learn shit. Next thing you know, <laughs> so they got in an argument about, about BLM, and he threw a coffee mug at his son's head, and then his son went to a BLM protest. He went and counter protested his own son with a gun with a with the militia militia dickheads. <laughs> this sounds like a real oh fun family. Uh, yeah. And it, they just say this is like a, just a short button on this. Like uh, these guys stay so fucking stupid. There was another story about a different guy who the FBI tricked into confession, confessing because they had him. They're like, Are you at the Capitol? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't do anything bad. OK, just write down everything you did do. And will that be fine? So he wrote a book report about his day at the Capitol. <laughs> and it's like what I did on my summer vacation fucking type stupidity. This is just. God, Dude, I, to be an FBI agent right now is so fucking easy. <laughs> the best part, the 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 statement, the essay he wrote about the shit he did at the Capitol, again, this is a different dipshit we're talking about here. Uh, the best part to me is, like, he took a little aside in the middle of this confession that he didn't know was a confession to also be badass. There's a point in the middle of it where he goes, he goes, I did not break anything. The police were present. I was not asked to leave. I fist bumped and devil horned the SWAT line (laughs) and then left after about five minutes. So it's him making a point to make sure everybody knows that he took a moment to be fucking metal and hardcore and shit with the uh, SWAT guys on his way out. That article only includes like excerpts from it, but I wish I could read the whole thing because I guarantee you it starts with Webster's Dictionary defines the capital as. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fucking idiots. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's move on. Our next honorable mention. We will see if this video works. Matt, when you start to play this, if it's fucking up, just turn it off, but we'll see what happens. But our next honorable mention is... Always used to make dogs go crazy. So we have a friend who's a political candidate down here, right? And her campaign manager has two of these little yappy dogs. And they would not stop. I couldn't be in her house for more than 20 minutes because it would drive everybody crazy. Um, even growing up, we had Alsatians, we had Black Labradors. Um, they just didn't like me at all. The dogs don't bark at me anymore, and it happened almost overnight. Now they seem mm. to quite like me, and it sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. Okay, so. if you didn't recognize him, that's Milo, Milo Yanunupalopoulos, and... Um, what he's specifically talking about, why don't dogs bark at him anymore? Because he cured himself of the gay. Happy Pride Month, everybody. That's what he's talking about. He used to be gay. He's not gay anymore because he got that fixed. You know how that works. And now, ever since doing that, dogs no longer bark at him. So, you know, maybe take that into account when you're thinking yeah. about being all gay and stuff. <laughs> so I guess the dumbass here is cats for having terrible gaydar. So Milo was a huge grifter. He was like in 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 2015, 2016. He was a senate. Was had a book deal for millions of dollars. Whatever. He got canceled because he he went on. He basically went on British television and said that um, 
pedophilia was like natural in the gay community, yeah. right? He's like, he's basically like, said that like part of being gay is yeah. when you're a young gay child, you yeah. have a sexual relationship with an older gay man. This, he said that shit and was like, yes. yeah, that's just how it's supposed to go. And yeah, got his book deal yeah. canceled and all that. He's a lunatic. Got his book deal canceled, got fired by Breitbart and in a beef with Steve Bannon and then uh, ended up getting kicked off social media platforms and went dead fucking broke. So he's emerged from his broke ass cocoon as now I'm a paleocon who's in against gay people now. And now he's starting a conversion therapy place in, uh, uh, in, in Florida. And now he went on that horrible anti-gay pastor's YouTube channel to try and get people to start sending him money again. And it'll probably work. Uh, he specifically, like, he, he specifies that he's talking about his friends like yappy little purse dogs. I refuse to believe that that particular type of dog doesn't love gay dudes. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm sorry. You know, I got, I got a gay uncle. He loves dogs. His dogs love him back. But I'm saying you think of those, like those, those dogs and gay dudes were made for each other. Okay. There's no way those dogs specifically are homophobes. German shepherds. Maybe. Hey, they're the cops of the dog world. I could see it, but fucking little yappy purse dogs. They're not yeah. homophobes. Come on now. <laughs> That reminds me of uh, one time uh, I was working like retail in a holiday season, and uh, at, like I wanted—I don't want to say the name of the store because I don't know. Uh, but it was like it's like one of those like like uh, outlet mall kind of places. So it's like a fancy places outlet, and a dude comes in and he's looking at like Louis Vuitton pet carriers, and for like a little yappy sized dog, and he goes like, "Do you have any more masculine Louis Vuitton pet carriers?" <laughs> and I was like, I, I mean, I know what you're asking. I know, I, I know what you're asking for, man. But like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just get a pit bull or whatever. Yeah. If that's like, if you're worried about like, you know, looking like a badass while you walk your dog or whatever, maybe don't yeah. have that particular dog. Nothing. While wrong you carry with your eight, that kind of eight dog, pound dog to yeah. the airport, you want to look super masculine. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> How would that work? Because even like, think about those dogs. I've seen them before. If you put like a spike collar on them, even gayer, I think. There's nothing you can do with one of those dogs to to look like, you know, a mercenary yeah. or whatever yeah. this dude was going for. And that's fine, Mark. Uh, yeah, right, got... no, no judgment. I was like, I get you. You for don't sure. want to be. You, you're a masculine. Uh, you 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 do, you identify as a super masculine gay dude. And you don't want to be stereotyped, so you want. But it's like it was just it was a very funny conversation. To me. I get it, but it's just weird. <laughs> All right, our final final honorable mention in the daily dumbass segment this week: Cong Alabama Congressman Mo Brooks, who's had a hell of a week. Um, this guy was one of the inciters of the January sixth. Sedition, yeah. not that, but he doesn't admit that. California Representative Eric Swalwell has been uh, attempting to fight. Well, I guess he did file a lawsuit against Mo Brooks for this, but has been attempting and failing to serve him with that lawsuit for a long time. But it finally happened in yeah. the past few days, and Brooks was not happy about it, Mark. No, so so for frame of reference, uh, so Mo, what Mo did was he was at the Trump. He he opened for Trump on January sixth, and he said that basically gave one of those speeches about how the the tree of liberty needs to be refreshed with the blood of tyrants or whatever. And uh, so Swalwell included him in the lawsuit along with Trump and a few other people. He's accusing him of civil rights violations or, or something like that. It's it's a nuisance lawsuit, but it's a funny one, and the targets are stupid. So let's go for it. Um, but uh, Discovery will probably open up all kinds of shit. But anyway, so like it's, he's been ducking the process server since March. And it's been fairly easy for him because they can't come into the Capitol because the Capitol has military level security because of the aforementioned coup attempt. So uh, he, the process server eventually caught up with Brooks's wife and served him at his house in Alabama. Um, and Brooks is pissed off with the guy coming on his property and tweet. He didn't know how to do yeah. a screen grab. So he took a he called up the law that this process server supposedly violated. It took a picture of the cell phone camera and tweeted it out. Now, what was funny about this is he had a post-it note in the bottom of his computer monitor with his Gmail password and bank <laughs> pin number on the bottom of the fucking computer. And again, there every single time we even <laughs> touch upon January sixth. 
some abject dipshittery is included, like some yeah. self-parody over the top level. There's no way that really happened. Type of dumbassery is part of the story every time, even when congressmen are involved. And yes, we've got it here with him, him tweeting out his own username and password. That's that email security they're all so worried about, Mark. Also, there's something funny to me about this dude getting so upset about somebody forcibly coming onto his property, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to serve him uh, and uh, the circumstances surrounding the lawsuit. In an effort to show how bad his wife was harassed, he put out the, like the uh, uh, surveillance camera footage from his yard of the of his wife getting served. It just shows her SUV pulling into the, gra- the, the garage, car pulls up behind, the guy hops out, jogs up to the garage, comes out 10 seconds later. She chases him out. Looks like she considers laying down behind his car to keep him from leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the, the level of intrusion on his property is the same as basically the meter reader from the election co- electric company yeah, or, any, or, or, the, or the mailman guy or whoever, yeah. somebody dropping off a package or whatever yeah. it is. But also it's like, this is how, as I understand it, this whole process serving thing works, you know, like that's, yeah, that's what that's for. <laughs> that's, how, and, that's how it's supposed to work. Like what else are they supposed to do? And he could have waived service, meaning the guy understand him being sued. You don't have to actually track him down a hand in papers. He refused to do that. So but he basically, been do a, that. they've been in a game of three and a half month game of tag. <laughs> He's been on base. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. These guys so are all ridiculous. These are all these are all children, man. It's like, yeah, yes, yeah. they are. Uh, speaking of these guys, are all children. The uber wealthy. Let's talk about <laughs> toys. They don't just have Ninja Stars. They don't just have Ninja Stars, Trey. They have no. fucking full-on rockets. Rockets, uh, they love buddy. Them. What every kid wants. Yeah. That's right. Hit We're that first video course. there. Yeah. We're talking, of course, about Jeff Bezos. And Matt, let's try to play the this first video and see how it goes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, no, that was Jake, that was just Jake Tapper saying that uh, of Jeff Bezos has officially beat Elon Musk into space, which is all this is about. These two dudes, absolutely dick measuring <laughs> contest. His Bezos's rocket literally looks like a painting. I mean, I know like all rockets kind of look like dicks, but I'm saying if you haven't seen his rocket specifically, it's got like a mushroom head. I mean, it yeah. looks even more penisy than most rockets uh, look penisy, and yes. Like that's all it's about. He's got to beat Musk up there because that's like all they have left at yeah. that level is this type of shit. Who's going to be the first one to the goddamn stars or whatever? Yeah. But yeah, Bezos is they, going to space. They've been going back and forth over the past year to see who the richest man in the history of the world is is currently. It's like like a stock ticker, and it basically depends on the daily value of Elon Musk's fake cartoon dog money. And so, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. These are, these are all so ridiculous. Like, like Jeff Bezos is definitely more evil, but I just find Musk so much more annoying. Um, but like, we can't play the video. Why? Why? Right. Because he's like, he's like the cool billionaire, like his cult of personality that surrounds him. Where it's like Bezos is just everybody just acknowledges Bezos as this like you know billionaire overlord guy, whereas Musk is supposed to be like the he's like. In his head, he's like Tony Stark or something in real life. Like yeah. that's sort of his deal. Is that what is that why you find him more annoying? I think one, it's I mean, there's a lot there's lots of reasons to find Elon Musk annoying. His politics, his personality, the fact like the 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 fact he thinks he's funny. Like he tried I I knew a bunch of writers he hired to work. He's like so the onion kept making fun of him. So he tried to fund a startup that would beat topple the onion. They never actually published a website, but he paid writers to work for him to come to his house every day for like two years and tell him his ideas were funny. And so, like, he's just a fucking well, weird loser. To do what? What? So he was like trying to come up with a competitor to the Onion, like the Apple yeah. or something. Well, I guess you couldn't do that. The the mm-hmm. Orange, but yeah. what? Like to do what? Just tell actual, not satirical headlines because that's just news. <laughs> <laughs> it is still a joke. Yeah. How does that even work in reverse? Like that idea okay. don't make any goddamn sense. So okay, this, so here's a couple examples about Elon interpersonally. So uh, if you write a bad review of a Tesla, 
uh, uh, you work for an automotive blogger magazine, he will work his ass up to get you fired. Right. He's done that to a bunch of people. There were uh, there was another there's another dude who was a whistleblower about labor violations at one of his plants. Uh, someone yeah. cough, cough, Elon Musk called the cops and said the guy was a troubled, a troubled dude was going to be a, a workplace shooter and they should come stop him. So he tried to get this guy. If you get familiar with swatting is he tried to get a guy killed for whistleblowing about some uh, rules violations of, say, of uh, for safety, workplace safety shit. Um, he, he does. He, this is like, there's like a long list. That's like, yeah, I feel like he kind of got exposed, uh, a lot with the pandemic and everything too, because like he was flipping out and losing his mind about not being able to keep his factories open and shit like that. Like early on in the pandemic and, where he showed that like, Hey, you know, like he's just another fucking industrialist tycoon who works his people to the bone. And, and that, know, and, and that was just, he, he did that. He wanted to keep his factories open because he had uh, a stock issue targets to hit in order to pass Bezos. That was all like, he just said, like, it wasn't any sort of long-term problem. It was just, he needed for this for second quarter of 2020, he needed an X number of Teslas delivered in order to uh, hit his goal, revenue goals or whatever. So he could get his big bonus and pass Bezos. That was fucking it. Isn't is it, it just, Psychos. So these guys are psychos. So um, anyway, so back to Bezos. So Bezos is going to space and he put out this really hey, we canceled the video, obviously, but I'll tell you what was funny about it to me. It's Bezos talking to his brother about he wants his brother to go to space with them and how it be what, what a trait will be for him. Yada, yada, yada. In the video, him and his brother, Bezos is wearing a cowboy hat while he interviews his brother and it shows footage of them. The, the pictures they have at this time they spent together was apparently doing some sort of firefighter uh, camp where they went for to, to adult play act as firefighters. I'm like, buddy, you can you can just get a job. If you want a fucking job, if you want to be a cowboy or a firefighter, you can do that shit. Nobody's stopping you. Uh, yeah. These guys are all Yeah, no, he, yeah, they're, yeah, him and his brother go on like Western, you know, fantasy day camp type shit where they're both yeah. riding horses and wearing cowboy hats and stuff like that. And it's like Zuckerberg with the fucking, it's like Bezos is the cowboy and Zuckerberg's the Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Bezos out here fucking rooting and tooting and <laughs> and all that, and Zuckerberg's working on his bow and arrow game. It's yeah. all leading to a climax, guys. They're all I, fucking I, opposite of Hunger Games it out yeah. at some point with each other, uh, except they'll use us for avatars and make us fight to the death in their yeah. stead. But you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, there is a firefighter. With the, so, uh, so, so Elon Musk has his own space program too, SpaceX, and uh, uh, it, Richard Branson has his like Virgin Galactic or whatever. It's like these, this is the new like space, having your own personal space program is like the new billionaire right. conspicuous consumption instead of getting a yacht. It's like getting the, it's like us getting the new Jordans or a bass boat right. if you live in the like, said Yachts, islands, shit like mm-hmm. that. Now it's yeah. space. Space yeah. is what that is for them now, you know? Yeah. And if you're wondering like, how come they have money for space programs while NASA is doing budget cuts? Here's the thing. <laughs> It's because they don't pay any fucking taxes. They take the money that should go to actual NASA and use them to build their own goddamn rockets. ProPublica came out with this big goddamn um, expose today. Somebody they didn't. They ProPublica didn't say how they got it because they did because whoever gave it to them definitely did illegal shit to leak it to them. But I'm guessing somebody works inside the IRS. But they leaked like thousands and thousands of tax returns to ProPublica, and they went through the 25 richest Americans to, to, to try to find some trends about what they're paying. Um. So here's a few some few stats. So the, the median American taxpayer makes seventy grand a year. Uh, it's the median American in household is seventy grand in income a year and pays fourteen percent in federal to income taxes. Okay, the average the top of the top twenty five people, uh, richest people in America over the course of the past decade or so, paid about three point four percent of their wealth increase in federal income taxes. So they're paying as a percentage about a quarter of the median American household. Right, which is fucking garbage. The funniest, the, the worst one is Warren Buffett, who's always agitating for for rich people to pay more taxes. He right. paid 001 percent for every hundred dollars right. he like, made. He like paid ten sweet cents. Old papa of these yeah. guys, right? Like the way he presents himself and everything. Yeah. and then yes, he yeah, point one percent is what he's actually paying. The, the actual anecdotes in here are fucking nuts. Uh, uh, so in 2007 and 2011, Bezos paid zero. Uh, 2018, Musk paid zero. Uh, Michael Bloomberg also paid zero that same year. Carl Icahn managed to pay zero twice. George Soros paid zero federal income tax three years in a row. 
Um, uh, so let me, I'm going to go along with Ted Cruz right now and say George Soros sucks for the moment. Um, <laughs> the, the, this is like, here's the part that drove me crazy. So going back to that $70,000 figure, you want to know what, you want to get Bezos' actual salary from Amazon yesterday? It's $80,000 a year. That's what his salary yeah. is. On right. paper, this man is paid $80,000 a year. Right. But when he, when but he files stocks his, and all that shit. Yeah. 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 His net worth is his net worth is $180 billion while his average income is $80,000 a year. So if you can square those two mathematic formulas, <laughs> then you'll understand the American tax system. Cause well, so kind of on that note and I, you know, this may be an unfair question because I know you're not an economist and I'm not either, but like we all, we, of our political persuasion all very much want to tax the rich more and everything. But as long as like this shit is possible, whether these are loopholes or whatever that allow them to do this shit, does that even matter? You know what I mean? Like taxing them at a higher rate or whatever. What's the fucking point if they don't pay the taxes they're supposed to pay in the first place? And what do you actually do about that? Just like dive into the full on tax code and close all those loopholes and and whatnot. Cause who even understands the fucking financial wizardry gobbledygook that goes into what makes all that shit up. You know, it's just, uh, well, this, this is, it's disheartening because what do you even do about it? This is the unintended result of a Supreme court decision. This is like, this isn't like the difference between capital gains taxes and income taxes is like, I didn't know this until I read this article, but like the it's, it's, it wasn't a change the law. It was the way the Supreme court decided that capital gains are not income. They just like this, this one lady in like the 1930s, was paid as a dividend to her stock to other shares. And she paid she paid it, but then she took the court case to court, went all the way Supreme Court, and they were like, yeah, she got two shares, she didn't get any money. So like, so they decided that, and we've been living under this fucking system ever since, where if your wealth your wealth goes up, you don't pay shit until you extract it, which you, there, there are paper ways you never extract it, which is what Bezos has done. His right. empire has grown, he's never extracted it yet. So he's just the world's most powerful, richest guy who on paper is cash poor, even though he fucking owns everything, right? So, I mean, you're just cha- you're, like the scandal here is not that this is they're doing something shady and illegal. They're doing something shady and legal, right? Legal, so, right? That that they so, get people make a shitload of money figuring out how to exploit yeah. these like loopholes, and so if you try to like cause them, you just move the goalpost. It just seems like it'd be really hard to devise a way to make it watertight where they there nothing like this exists. You know, like. With the sort of legal there, nature of how shit works in this country, it just feels like they'll always be able to fi- figure out some way to sort of weasel themselves out of it. You know, well, they're, they're always going to pay. They're always going to pay as little as they're obligated to. But we can absolutely, absolutely we can absolutely change what they're obligated to. Like we could we could we could raise capital gains. Like the Supreme Court changed the framework for what capital gains tax was. But we can still raise capital gains taxes or, or restructure yeah. how they're paid. Like, like, like right. you're right. You're absolutely right that we don't have the political will to do that because we're fucking broken. <laughs> but other countries do it. We can figure it out. You know, it's not like we're not over the barrel here. Jeff Bezos would absolutely pay more in taxes instead of going to prison or moving to Myanmar or whatever. But uh, uh, he, it, it's just like it, it, the shit's insane. It's like very, very frustrating. The thing that pissed me off the most in a couple years, um, Bezos on paper. He t- on paper he lost more than he made, so he didn't this pay. Is so any- crazy! Yeah, what you're about he, to say. <laughs> he got, he claimed to recreate, received a four thousand dollar tax. He got an earned income tax credit for his fucking kids. That's, that that's the thing. Is so fucking wild and infuriating that that motherfucker got an income tax credit for his ch- four thousand four what. What even is $4,000 to that motherfucker? Like, why even go through the process of attempting to get a $4,000 earned income tax credit on your children if you're Jeff Bezos, other than just like, it's just like a philosophy for them. You know what I mean? It's like, because I can, because I can, and so I will. I can get out of paying all this, but not only that, I can also utilizing this methodology get this money from the government even though it's less than a fraction of pocket change to me i'm still gonna do it because i fucking can do it and it's just i don't know the men- that mentality is just so upsetting it's so upsetting four, four, four grand is less than he paid for the endangered animal he ate for breakfast you know what I'm saying? Dude, for it's like, sure. He make in the time me and you have talked about just 
just him getting the tax credit, just this part of this show, he's made mm-hmm. probably 10 times four yeah. grand, you know, yeah. in those few seconds. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. The, uh, that that article is apparently they, they they they've been going over these documents for months. It's the first in a series of exposés they're going to have about rich people's taxes. So let's hope it actually causes some political hay because in in a in a we'll come back to it, I guess in a second. But like here's a, here's a weird historical thing where you see America like we're literally in the middle of a fight about infrastructure spending where they're saying we don't have the money to spend on shit. And here's all this money <laughs> that should be that is created by society's efforts. Jeff Bezos's money comes from us. Like we pay him. Hell yeah. And, and yet we we get. We get stuff for it, but also that money's circulating. It's just going straight in a hole that he's like his armed guards around, and it's not going back in the economy for any other any like any for any purpose. And um, it, it's like we need roads and schools and shit. Like if, if people can't get educated and die uh, of preventable diseases, they're not around to subscribe to Amazon, Jeff. This is a problem for you too. Dude. And yes, so. Um, and it's like, think about how, like, how, how they'll just simply pull the goalie to allow societal destruction. There was a, this, this weird historical fact they learned. Um, so the first income tax was established in the 1860s because the country was going broke funding the Civil War. And rich people got super fucking pissed about it. They rebelled and no. tried to file lawsuits <laughs> to stop. They tried to defund the Union Army during the Civil War. If rich people had their way... America would have fucking ended. They tried to defund yeah. America. All right. <laughs> Another thing was the one thing that really annoyed rich people about this is public tax tax filings were public records. They print everyone's income and wealth in the newspaper, which means that America had more transparency around taxing rich people in the 1860s than it does in the 2020s. Right. Right. So that that uh, bugged the shit out of me. And uh, talking about the destroyed America thing, another story that came out today. Uh, <laughs> Joe Manchin is opposing big parts of Biden's agenda as the Koch network pressures him. So the Koch brothers are single-handedly pressuring Joe Manchin into stopping us from taking their money to fucking build schools and roads. Um, yeah, so they'll just keep doing it. <laughs> so this, this, this is a if, – if, if America wasn't a big war right now, absolutely the rich people would be trying to defund it unless they were war profiteers. That's, that's the big exception, right? Yeah. <sighs> Joe Manchin. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't even want to get into it because we spent a lot of time talking about how much he sucks. I mean, we did talk about it last week, how much he sucks, but it's just like, I just feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. Some people could probably point, I know there's like Mitt Romney and people, I just feel like you don't see the opposite of that happening. The opposite of Joe Manchin. Do you know what I mean? Like even Mitt Romney, like when it's time to step two, he steps two, you know, the party line at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like the only, uh, the only, um, caveat to that is that some of them voted to impeach Trump, but it's like, okay, so that's what it takes for any of them to move from the party line, regardless of what they say in public, like the Republicans, I mean, they fucking show up (laughs) and they, they do what they're supposed to goddamn do right every time. And then we get fucking some semblance of power. It seems like, and we just have the motherfuckers like mansion and cinema who just, at what what are they? What are they doing? What I, I just it fucking drives so, me crazy. The, the counterpoint to the Republican thing is like uh, McCain doing the thumbs down to save Obamacare or whatever. But that but that was like that was just because he wanted to say fuck you to Trump and he was on his deathbed and knew he wouldn't be around to suffer any sort of fallout from it. Like it's just like it's just I'm glad he did it, but I don't know how to walk through the man's reasoning. But um, what you're talking about earlier about the political will about what would never change. So, like, what would happen in a sane country right now is this would be an earth-shattering story that would be leading every front page and every every uh, every TV newscast. Um, we know this because shit like this has happened before. <laughs> and uh, after the the stock market collapsed in the 20s and, uh, and into the 30s during the Great Depression, there was something called the Pecora Commission. I think I'm saying that right. This, this, dude, this prosecutor who led it was an Italian guy named Ferdinand Pecora. Uh, I was born in Sicily. Um, he they had a series of hearings about banking about, about banking uh, 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 problems in the finance sector and banking deregulation. That resulted in a lot of stuff we have now, like the SEC and stock market regulation and breaking up the big banks and shit. Um, but what he did was he personally embarrassed all these CEOs about a lot of weird tax shit they were doing. Right? He like his questions weren't. Uh, 
how would you structure the stock market or whatever? Because that's just boring and people can't follow it. It was like, how much money did you make? How much money did you pay in taxes? Uh, did you, didn't you just sell this to your, this stock to your wife at a loss? You could take a loss and not pay taxes on it. He did a bunch of shit like that. He led to the, um, uh, like, for example, he got wide media coverage and he called in JP Morgan Jr. And JP Morgan admitted under examination that he and many of his partners had not paid any income taxes in 1931 and 32. And that got people fucking furious. And that's what led to Roosevelt being elected four straight times, for example. Right. Um, right. And like it, it a functioning if Congress is functioning right now. This story would lead to immediate subpoenas for Bezos and Musk and all these dudes. And you embarrass the shit out of them. You generate media coverage. You generate uh, um, inertia for bills to change the tax code because this shit sucks. It's not fair. Everyone knows it's not fair. Right. So, uh, Matt, you can start throwing up questions and comments if you say them, if we could get those out there. But, yeah, like it's people used to fucking care. Like what? What is it? The the, the big lie of like, you know, oh, maybe one day you'll be one of those people and thus you should protect them now or just that the politicized nature of it where it's like you're aligned with these rich people if you're on the right, like automatically. And so. You have to take that stance, like some Israel shit or something. Like why? Like why doesn't every regular ass American care greatly about this shit? About the ultra wealthy not paying their fair share, and everyone, regardless of your political affiliation, should be upset by that. But Everybody's a thing. lot of people just aren't. They just don't care. Everyone or for it. Everyone is a like you the, the, across the board polling across a party raise rich people's taxes. They fucking they like it, it, it's if you if you ask Americans to chart what what they think wealth inequality is and what they think it should be, they'll always draw a chart and make and then make it more fair, right? They'll say it looks like this, but it should be like this. But in reality, it's more like this, right? The, the people's conception of how rich rich it's, it's like an escape velocity. The rich people have gotten so rich that most of us can't even conceive of how wealthy they are. Like the this is a classic example. I'm gonna yeah. fuck it up off the top of my head, but like, like a million seconds is like a couple is like a week or two, yeah. and a billion seconds is like thirty it's like years. Thirty three years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. You can't. Your brain can't conceive of it. It's like no. thinking of how big the universe is or whatever. Uh, Whisper Mason on YouTube says, but now conservatives have reprogrammed people to believe that you are wealthy and don't pay taxes. You should be applauded for gaming the system. Uh, there's definitely plenty of them who feel that way. I think I remember Trump was being like, "Yeah, that makes me smart." When he's talking about yeah. not paying taxes and whatnot, um, and, and I've like, had look, arguments with conservatives before about CEOs and how it's all bullshit or whatever, and they're like, "No, they, you know, they, they've earned every penny of that by I was, my buddy being was, who they are." I guess I was talking to a, a mutual friend of ours the other day about uh, he has a he has a mega rich brother-in-law who's a who's who's a mega dude. And uh, they were talking about this, and he's like, "He's like, oh, you make like you make like ten thousand dollars, ten thousand times what your lowest paid employees do. Do you think you work ten thousand times harder than they do?" He's like, "Yes." Right. He's like, "That right. can't be yeah. true. That can't right. be true, bro. We're at dinner right now. Like you're not working. Right. <laughs> right. It just can't. It's it's it, it's it, it, it's just like I don't know. Is no empathy, no fucking uh, self regard, and like I, I I don't make this about personal moral failings, even though these guys do happen to be scumbags for other reasons. Obviously, people are going to pay as the lowest amount of tax they have to pay. Everyone's going to do that because paying taxes sucks. <laughs> it's not exciting, right? But the the lack of institutional, like the lack of political will to change the tax code, even though ninety percent of Americans would be for it if you if you pitch to them the right way, is insane to me. I, I don't. It's 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 maddening. Yeah. John Orbit Bainbridge says if you get if you got a hundred if you got one million dollars a year and lived on interest, it would take a thousand yeah. years to become a billionaire. Uh obviously it depends on uh the specific percentage, but yeah, the the difference between yeah. a million and a billion is like yeah. incredibly stark. And you're right, like people regular people don't they can't like compute He's a, how much money we're actually talking about here. I and think I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I think I might have mentioned this in the show before, but but one, the one thing that really summed it up for me was like there was a there was a GoFundMe to build the wall um, uh, back like yeah, in, in 2017, yeah. and uh, they set they set the GoFundMe amount they're trying to raise at a billion dollars, and they got to five million, and they all celebrated being halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like fuck, 
Yeah, yeah. and then and you got Bezos, who's isn't it like it's like two hundred billion now or something like that. I mean, it's just right. Like you just shrug. You're like, I mean, it just it's just made up. You know, yeah. like at that point. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Gothro says, and the stock market is the mood ring for rich people. Yeah, it's all like the whole like talking about what the stock market's doing everything when they talk about the economy has always been funny to me because like I barely know anyone who does anything with the stock market at all and never really had my entire life. And yeah, I grew up poor, but now I just know sort of just regular ass people. And, you know, the stock market has nothing to do with most Americans lives, but it's kind of the litmus uh, test for what the economy's doing. If you watch the news well, and everything, the, the stock market mood ring thing. What's funny about that to me is like, like Elon's got into Dogecoin now, so he's he's just dropped the edifice and just like, yeah, we're all buying mood rings. It's just like that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Betty Veronica says Jen Saki is stepping down next year. I think Corey slash the buttercream dream slash Kenny needs to be her successor. I think we'd all love that, except for Joe Biden probably wouldn't love that very much because. <laughs> Corey, you talk about getting broken down on the stand. Corey, as the White House press secretary, would be some shit. But his character, Kenny Ray, who is not named after my first cousin, but I do have a first cousin named Kenny Ray, just so everybody knows. Yes, is a wonderful character, yeah. and we all love Corey. I would love to uh, see Corey have to do an actual White House press conference, like in that capacity. I'm not saying I would do any better. I would just like to see that happen. <laughs> by the uh, by, the third press conference, uh, Corey be shitting at his hand and throwing it to people. <laughs> Dude, he would he would lose his mind on some uh, conservative blogger in the very first uh, session. I think just have yeah. a complete meltdown up there. Um, and again, not that I'd do any better, but yeah. We're not yeah. we're not cut out for like, you know, being diplomatic in that way. I don't think. <laughs> uh, I I chose my lifestyle intentionally to have to be as undiplomatic as possible. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I I could have I've never had a job where I had to uh, even like my first career as a newspaper reporter. Newsrooms the closest thing to backstage at a comedy club as a work environment <laughs> that I could think of. So. Yeah. Kate Bolton Schmuckler, Schmuckler, sorry, Kate, says, what about the White House Correspondence Center? Yeah, Corey would absolutely crush that, uh, you know, if that's, if that's what you're asking. I would, too. So would Mark. We'd all crush it. We should all do it together. It'd be a great time. Yeah, that's a completely different thing. Not that that's an easy gig. That make you follow the fucking president. Of course, as long as it's not Obama, it's maybe not as hard. Uh, yeah. But uh, not that that's an easy gig. But, yeah, that's obviously a completely different Pete? thing, and that would that would be wonderful. Do you remember a couple of years ago when uh, um, Michelle Wolf got in trouble for a bunch of shit she said about Sarah Sanders at the uh, Congressional at the White House Correspondents Dinner? Yeah, yeah. So that that, that same year, our, uh, our buddy Roy Wood did the Congressional Correspondents Dinner, right? Which was like two weeks, a month earlier, two weeks earlier, but it's not as big of a deal. Nobody watched it, and right. uh, uh, I, I pitched some bits for it, so I helped him out with a little bit. I don't think he used anything I did, so it's like this. This is no reflection on me at all. But he uh, he went so much harder than she did. Oh, <laughs> he, I guarantee it. <laughs> he literally told them all they were going to all going to go to prison. He did a <laughs> he did a joke where he said if if you made a law where congressional people uh, congressional mistresses could only get affairs in the congressman's home district, the abortion politics would be way different. It was so fucking funny, and and That's like and no that. one and because no one was watching, nothing happened. <laughs> right. Right. It was like it, yes. it's proved to me that the whole the whole controversy was fucking fake and stupid. for sure because it's like he, yeah. the White House correspondence thing. It's like people are looking for controversy at that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah, this is a thing that happens. What yeah. got said there? What can we get mad about? Whereas the Congressional Correspondence Center, no one's doing that. So Roy gets up gets to go up there and just go off. Uh, as a as an aside, shout out to Roy Wood Jr., one of the single. Most brilliant comics out there right now, and if you don't yeah. fuck with him, you should. He's amazing, amazingly funny, and yeah. uh, incisive, and just a great dude too. I fucking love Roy so much. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, but um, the only the only funny thing that to, to me that ever happened in the White House Correspondents Dinner was o Obama embarrassing the shit out of Trump in 2011, and that resulted in Trump becoming president. And that's that. Even that ended up sucking. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> 
we have one up, uh, comment up there from Donald Dub. Donald Dub said, uh, "Ha ha, yeah, pay your taxes. And maybe we'll arrange for your re-entry." Talking about Bezos, <laughs> um, dude. What if it went full on Challenger shit? You know what I mean? Like, how wild would that be? Like, what if it I mean, explodes or something? I mean, they've only like shit like that don't ever happen. They've only done twelve test flights this of this thing, and like this when the space shuttle blew up for Texas, uh, they they done way more than twelve flights of that. So, uh, I mean, like. <laughs> my my joke I made about it was they, they should take all his money up in the rocket with him. That way, if he blows up, it'll be at least he'd be remembered fondly for being the money pinata over the whole country guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aaron McCullough says Michelle Wolf was punished for daring to be female and trying to be funny. The double standard is stupid. Uh, I hear you generally speaking, but I do think that if Roy had been doing the White House correspondence dinner and had gone in the way Mark is describing it, because for the record, Roy Wood Jr. is a black man, I think he mm. uh, probably would have gotten, you know, some of the same types of shit that she got, I think. I think speculation. Um, I think like whoever, like those particular jokes. I think whoever would have done them would have been in trouble because the takeaway, the, the right's gotten really good at using the language of left wing victimhood, right? right. So, so uh, that double standard you talked about, which does exist, they use that language to say that she was only making fun of Sarah Sanders because she's a woman. So that was the whole gist there. Is they 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 took that they've taken that framing and they've run with it real hard because because she got made fun of her. She made a joke that with the setup referenced her makeup having a smoky eye. It wasn't the punchline of it, but no one no one understands how jokes work. So that's, that was that. And then she made a joke about her looking like a softball coach, which they pretended was a lesbian joke and then said it was unwoke. It's like, but you're the one saying softball player is a lesbian. Her joke right. didn't say yeah. that. So who's who's problematic here? I don't know what's happening. So. Uh, what was that tweet about Sarah Sanders? It was something like uh... – Sarah Sanders looks like she just got a cash settlement and needs, she just got a big settlement and needs cash now or something like that. <laughs> it's a good joke. Yeah. Fuck Sarah Sanders. Dustin yeah. quad, the quad with the bod Berg says I'm sad for conservatives cause they don't have comedy. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they I mean, think they do. <laughs> I mean, I always wonder, like, is like, is like Mike Huckabee actually funny to them or do they, are they, or right. they have to pretend Mike Huckabee is funny because I wonder awesome. that all the time when it comes to like their entertainment. Like, does this shit actually hit for them? Just because they just because they know the source of it is someone they agree with, you know, or just does it genuinely hit for them, which seems unfathomable to me, uh, you know? Or yeah, are they pretending because it's like yeah, where because they fucking stick together, man, on that side of things. Like they are a united front, so it almost seems like if you align yourself with them and then you're like, Hey, I'm making jokes that they're all going to be like, I fucking love these jokes, you know, no matter what the jokes are, it's, it's wild. I'm trying, like, is it like, I mean, I'm trying to imagine who the, like, let's hypothetically say the left wing version of Mike Huckabee, like they, they go to Mike Huckabee TV taping back when he had a show and sit through the TV taping and pretend it's great to own the libs. Right. Like who, <laughs> who's the left wing equivalent where I like, it'd be like if you go to this person's terrible fucking show, who's unfunny as shit, just because they share your politics. If you sit through that show, yada, 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 three steps down the road, then everyone gets health care. I'd be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like this. We'll, we'll end talking about this one because I like this comment. Will Tyson says, conservatives don't need comedy to punish people. They have money and power to punish people. And I think that's a pretty astute observation in a lot of ways because comedy, you know, that's what comedy does. You punch up, you put, you know, you poke holes and shit. It's like the weapon of people that don't have anything else. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? A lot of times I'm not trying to lionize you and I, when I say that, I'm just saying like, that's where comedy comes from. A lot of times is fucking, that's the only weapon you have in opposition to these uh, oppressive forces, you know, is to fucking make fun of it, make them look and sound and feel stupid. And um, yeah, they My, uh, don't really have a lot to uh, the sort of engine of comedy is fucking frustration or anger or whatever for sadness for a lot of people. And they're just, they have less of that to go around. Um I, uh, I mean, legitimate I think, sources, I think. I think that punching up, punching down thing is sometimes it's sort of the way people think about it. It's a little off, but I, I know what you're saying. But the uh, uh, the way I think about it is like my wife's been rewatching Friends, and uh, she was on the episode another day where Chandler 
here's his former coworkers who are now his, he's the boss now. They're making fun of him behind his back and he gets his feelings hurt about it. But then he realizes, oh, they make fun of me because I'm the boss. We always make fun of the boss, right? Of course. So it's Everybody like, makes fun of the boss. You may, it's it's cool to make fun of your boss, if, but yeah. when you find out like the fucking those those dickheads at that chicken factory were doing pools over who which one of their employees would die of COVID, that fucking sucks, right? Yeah. It's like if 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 if, if working people were doing pools about their bosses, I would probably think that was funny though. Is the thing about <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of Weekly Skews. We'll see you on June 15th. The Ides of June. Join us. We'll be here. Say you love you. Bye. Skews.